You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you and I need you. And I'm down for you always. KB, do you love me? I wonder if Drake is calling Kawhi right now. You know what I mean? Getting all emo with him. Kiki is staying down. That could be his new nickname. Kawhi's new nickname, man. This is how Kawhi came to Toronto. Is this is this feeling? Did Drake know? Did Drake know already? This this is known for years. Yo, I mean, this is prophecy. Kawhi does seem a little bit like emo to me. You know oh no I mean? doubt, for sure. No Guys, we are here. It is Wednesday. We are in Los Angeles. The big news dropped earlier today that. Uh, Yes, it has finally happened. Kawhi Leonard has been traded along with Danny Green to Toronto uh, for DeMar DeRozan, Jacob Pertle, and a protected 2019 first-round pick. We have our very own resident Canadian here, Aaron Weaver. What's up? Aaron, as as a native uh, Canadian, you know, uh, what do you think Kawhi can look forward to in Canada? Man, I think he's got a lot to look forward to. You think to. he's got a lot to look yes, forward to? Yes, Kawhi. I mean, there's fewer people. Yeah. You know that's Kawhi's thing. Right. He doesn't want too many people. A lot of space. Right. Uh, poutine. Oh, he's got some poutine? You know he likes poutine. You know Uncle Dennis is going to like some poutine. Uncle Dennis Uncle is going to like some is, well, To fill him in on who Uncle Dennis is. Yeah, he's like... Basically, Kawhi's agent. It's his uncle who's like behind the scenes. I think he's pulling all these strings. He's, he's the one who was responsible for the wedge between the Spurs organization and Kawhi himself. Yeah, the wedge. And that's yeah. the kind of fries they use in Putin. <laughs> wedge fries. So Exactly. It's going to be great. So he's got Putin to look forward to. He's got Toronto's actually got a great nightlife scene, man. Great nightlife, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Kawhi don't care about that. You don't think Kiki cares about that? Nah, man. Kiki, you don't love me? Nah, dude. Yeah. He's well, got you know, Drake. Woj, Woj was actually reporting on it before uh, we got on the air, like just an hour ago. And uh, apparently Kawhi is warming up to the idea of Toronto. Really? They say he's going to a contender that's as good as anybody in the East. This is from Kawhi's camp. Uh-huh. But uh, right now in his mind, he's still going to L.A. Okay. You know? We'll see, man. I mean, that'd be pretty wild if he stayed in Toronto, if he pulled a Paul George. Right. Magic Johnson's going to get grilled. Well, we'll see. I mean, you know, Paul George is a, is a unique case. I think he's a little bit emotional himself. These NBA superstars are all touchy these days. Yeah. And and when the Lakers didn't trade for Paul George, you saw there that uh, he got a little emo himself and decided to stay in OKC. But I don't I don't really know, man. I don't really know how I feel about this trade. It's just weird. It's got a weird energy to it. Everyone seems like sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is sad. You know, like did you see Demar last night? What he was saying uh, on his IG. Just like something like, you know, they traded all that for for a little bit of a rental. You know, he was like posting yeah. all this shit on G because he was really there in this age of superstars. No, he was he like, I'm right. Canada. He was I'm Canada. I, I'm sticking and he's here. In LA. I signed a five year deal. He's an L.A. fucking kid, too. I know, man. He's he an stayed. L.A. kid. Yeah. So what do you think? How is this going to work out for the Raptors? It's a one year rental. You know, I think it could be destiny like long term. Explain. Explain. I mean, first of all, you got the Drake song. I mean, that was before the trade. So there's already some shit going on in the universe. Right, all right, right. right. Now hear me <laughs> out, dude. 
The Raptors, right? What's what's Kawhi's nickname? Do you know his nickname? I, it's been so long since he fucking played. The Claw. Oh, that's right. The, the Claw. claw. The on claw. the Raptors. The Claw on the Raptors. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. That's, that's I don't see the fake. connection. The Claw was the also claw, the name man. That's of what the... Raptors are. They're known for their claws. Oh, oh, known for the claws. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole thing about a Raptor, a Velociraptor, is a misnomer. You know what I mean? Velociraptors are actually about the size of a turkey. They're not six foot tall like demon beasts. Like that are hunting in packs and are talking yeah. to fucking Chris, not Chris Evans. Which Chris is that? Chris Pratt. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, they still got claws no matter how big they are. <laughs> they do still have claws. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So the claw is going to the Raptors. Yeah. You know, they have a really interesting team now. Um, the cool thing about that roster is they can play really modern basketball now. They have about they have three forwards who can both defend and are legit three point threats. Siakam and uh, well, not even Siakam. Siakam's I think, good. So, well, Siakam. Siakam, that's part of the interesting five-man rotation they can put at the floor. Siakam is going to be your five in that rotation. Yeah. Then your four, your four, three, and two are going to be some combination of OJ Anunoby, Danny Green, who also went Low over key. the trade, Low and key. and fine. Kawhi, and then you have Kyle Lowry at the point too. Kyle Lowry, you got a box, and they if you got want. a great bench. They got a great bench as well. I mean, that is a modern NBA five. Those, I, I mean, Siakam's a great young piece. Is Siakam shooting threes? Is he a yeah, range dude, out there? He's, shoot, he's not great, but he's shooting them. Well, then you know you're having five. You're having five guys on the floor who can play modern basketball. That's yeah. that's a real interesting team. That's a great line. The more I talk about it, the more I'm kind of talking myself into it. But the problem with it as well is. What does Kawhi have left? We haven't seen him play for two years, and I think that's actually a significant concern. You know, oh, of course. On top of it, there's also the whole emotional aspect of it as well. You're not washing out with the Sacramento Kings. You're not washing out with the Charlotte Hornets. You're washing out with the San Antonio Spurs, which are the pedigree franchise of the NBA and really American sports. That's like if something doesn't work out. With the Patriots, you know there's probably something more wrong with that player than than there is the Patriots. Right. So I think there's significant questions going around around why Kawhi what's going why Kawhi separated from the Spurs, what's going on with him. And if I was a trade, if I was a team, I know the Sixers were kicking the tires on this deal, the Celtics were kicking the Celtics, tires on this Lakers, deal. Of course. The Lakers a little bit, but they're doing Clippers their own shit. Clippers didn't have enough. Clippers didn't have enough. But if I'm one of those teams I have uh, significant concerns about that. And if you look at uh, Boston, where was it? I saw a report that Boston, uh, Boston and Philadelphia both offered them uh, pick heavy future deals. But Boston absolutely put no touches on five players, including Tatum, Brown, Kyrie, Gordon Hayward and Al Horford. Yeah, they're starting lineup. They're starting lineup. And this the Sixers. Starters. And the Sixers pretty much uh, put Embiid, Simmons, and Markel Fultz off limits as well. But I completely, I completely understand that. Oh yeah, I don't think I think Demar Derozan with his contract is the player out of all those players you just listed off that I would want to get off the most of of Demar of the DeRozan. contract. Of well, you know, somebody tweeted out well, they should build a, a statue for Demar Derozan, and my cousin my cousin commented tweeted on it. Yeah, it, he should be holding a broom. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, he lacks like the postseason pedigree. He's an he old does. school. He's an old school two guard of that like Dwayne Wade variety yeah. that they don't shoot volumes from three pointer. You know, he got so, better, but he did. He did fall off in the playoffs, man. That's what he's done. He he always he falls off. He always falls off in the playoffs. Yeah, he's got that depression, and it's 
And it sucks, man. <laughs> he gets very flares emo, up man. Big moments. You he know? gets some players get. I call it Tony Hugo. They get Tony Hugo. The Colts. Uh, the the downfall of the Bill Polian area. Indianapolis Colts came when we traded a first round draft pick to draft an offensive lineman in the second round. He didn't end up uh, working out, and the Colts have had a shit offensive lineman offensive line since about two thousand and nine because of that pick, and that kind of ended the dungy error there too but Tony Hugo had all the physical tools all the physical traits to be a pro ball offensive lineman but he got very sad and he was very uh, yeah. emo you know what I mean he was like depressed so like <laughs> when I see these players I call it a Tony Hugo situation you know and I wonder if Kawhi is having a little bit of a Tony oh I know Hugo his mental state has got to be in question like what the fuck is going on dude I don't know like he re- pretty much the more the story comes out the more it looks like he just refused to play for an entire year I know he got a leg bruise yeah and you had Tony Parker calling him out, which he got all yeah, pissed about. Dude. You know, but you can't always say Tony Parker's the best uh, teammate. He did fuck Brent Berry's wife. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how could you resist Tony Parker? You know what I mean? <laughs> Young Tony. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Um, as far as the Spurs go, uh, this was Popovich's uh, reaction to the trade. I love Popovich, man. I just think. I'll I'll let you listen to him and then and then I'll give you my thoughts on it. This is Pop on the deal, classic Pop. And you've endured this season. Does that motivate you? To want to keep going? Well, of course it does. But you know, when you say that we've endured, you know, I this is this is basketball, and enduring, uh, I think, is pretty much a misnomer. You're just playing a child's game and getting paid for it. You know. Uh, <laughs> Enduring, you know, just look at the TV and look what's going on in the world. Uh, uh, there are a lot of billions of people enduring. We're not enduring anything. You just brought it. <laughs> I fucking That's love great. that shit, man. Pop, can you just run for president already? President Pop, man. I think he should move to Canada and run for prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> and then I make see, Kawhi go back to the Spurs. Yeah, seriously. I want to see, see Popovich in a meeting with Putin. You know what I mean? Mm. Now, that would be great. Could you, you imagine, imagine that, that stare? Oh, that stare down oh, would be that fucking fantastic, oh, man. man. It would be fucking great, dude. But, you know, I think kind of what's going on here is indicative of where where the NBA is just going. It's a player-centric league, yeah. you know, to the point almost to a fault. I don't want to say that. But, you know, it's the It's exciting Spurs, for us but, watching you know, all these trades. and. Well, I think, I, I think what happened with the Spurs is Kawhi is a star. Stars are used to being catered to. And the Spurs don't cater to stars. They run an organization, and that organization starts with Pop, and he dictates on down. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, if you want to go back and look at the Paul George situation, the same thing happened with Larry Bird. Larry Bird said, uh, Paul George doesn't run this franchise. I do. And when you have those tough, no-nonsense guys, I don't know if it really – I don't know if it's really compatible in a certain sense with the NBA anymore because you got to remember – uh, who came? Who who has been carrying this organization for the Spurs? It started with Tim Duncan. Tim Dun- it started well, with David, David Robinson, yeah. really, who carried that leader of man, man, uh, mantle of leadership and passed it down to Tim Duncan, right. who has really kept that culture there. If your top guy uh, is accepting of that, has some tacit uh, complicity in a tough coach, yeah. the other guys will follow. And that's what was crazy because it seemed like Kawhi was perfect it, for the next guy to carry it on it another 15 like, years. Yo, it seemed like Kawhi was boring as shit, didn't say anything, yeah. but fucking skilled in every department he had to be. He seemed mm-hmm. like the perfect successor to Tim Duncan, which is why this is... I, I mean, I'm so fucking flabbergasted by the I mean, not dude. to mention, dude, he turned down $70 million 
I think something close to that. A shoe deal. What? Uncle Daniel when he turned down the shoe deal. Is that what you're no, talking about? No, no, no. The deal that the Spurs could have given him. Oh, if oh he yeah. Stayed. The max contract. The super max. The super max. But contract we also forget. Extension. I don't know if you know this. Kawhi still drives his Jeep from like high school. Does he really? Yeah. It, See, Kawhi seems like such a solid guy to me. If that guy can't work on the Spurs, then anymore. I don't know. I don't know. It's a total Tony Hugo situation, man. Yeah, yeah. So, I wish we had some screamo music. I think <laughs> it's Uncle Dennis, dude. I think we need to talk to Uncle we need to Dennis. Get, we need to get Uncle Dennis on the air, man. We yeah, need to get dude. Uncle Dennis on the air. Can you call him real quick? Yeah, we should. But now, you know, now you're looking at the San Antonio Spurs who have made this deal in less than ideal circumstances. And it's kind of like, like, where do they go from there? Because you can look at it in two different ways. One way to look at it is this is the first time since I've had pubes, at least, that the Spurs ceiling hasn't been championship contention. What, the last three years? I would still say the last. I'm three talking years. about your pubes, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would still say the last three years they did have championship potential, and I'll give you one reason that is it completely relied on Kawhi Leonard's health. The other thing that's kind of sad about it is we don't know how good this Spurs team could have been. I don't know if you remember. Oh, it's so sad because this this past year they could have taken dude, out they Golden won State. Forty-seven games with absolute they had trash Kawhi. on the fucking roster. Yeah, man. And the year before that, they they were up by twenty-three. They were exactly against and Golden State. I'm glad you brought it up they were when Kawhi was in uh that first game Spurs were up by 23 on the Warriors and then he got hurt and everything just fell apart this is really all Zaza Pachulia's fault how is it Zaza's fault he fucking put his foot under his and now this is what caused the yeah those Euro players are dirty like that man they learned that shit in soccer and then we picked him up on the Pistons (laughs) we just signed Zaza Pachulia why would anyone do that why would anyone do that why are you a Pistons fan instead of instead of the Raptors uh I grew up in Michigan you grew up in you were just born. I grew Canada. up with Ben Wallace and Rip Hamilton. And oh, fuck that team. So what else? What else does what, what else about? does Kawhi have to look forward to in Canada? Uh, what else? I think we touched most of it. Uh, oh, free healthcare because that knee, <laughs> <laughs> that quad. You know, he's gonna need all the help he can get. He's gonna need that socialized medicine over there. But you know, the other way to look at the Spurs is this: absolutely, they won forty-seven games last year, and now they're adding Demar Derozan, who is an all-star. I mean, I haven't, I haven't looked at the, I haven't looked at, uh, you know, the Western all-star roster. I don't, I don't remember it off the top of my head. He's not going to make it unless he has an unbelievable year, which he might. He's undoubtedly an all-star caliber player. And, you know, now he's with Popovich. He's great on offense. He's, he's great on offense. He's a below, he's a below average defender. And, you know, they actually, uh, I think Zach Lowe was writing about it last year. Masai Ujiri, the guy who runs the Raptors, they sat, they sat DeMar down and they told him, Hey, listen, we love you. We want you to be like Kobe is for the Lakers. We want you to retire here. And he said, the one thing we need you to work on is your three-point shooting. So he did make more three-pointers this year. But the new NBA isn't just about three-pointers. It's shooting three-pointers and, and making them at a decent rate at a high volume. You know? Yeah. That's the, that's the important thing. He got away from that. He got, he got away from that. Are we, are we, Ari, I'm, I'm hearing us cut out in our headphones. Are you still getting us? Yep. You guys are good. Okay, great. That's our Tommy replacement for the week. <laughs> it's Ari. <laughs> Say hello to everybody, Ari. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me tonight. Yeah, Tommy's Tommy's in France actually celebrating. I'm sure not getting act actively not getting laid. Crackers <laughs> in Paris. Crackers in Paris, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, but honestly, I think the Spurs they're gonna be pissed. 
They're gonna be determined, and they got talent back, dude. I think that you're they're adding. You're. I'm. There's another way to look at it. Go ahead. Finish. What you're well, about. I think what you're gonna say anyways. They're adding DeRozan to a team that won 47 games. Exactly. Yeah. They're adding DeRozan. They to did a lose team Danny Green. They lost games. a lot of defense. You know, I was surprised by the Danny Green inclusion I was too, in it man. too. I, but I think the Spurs were kind of. Um, I think their journey with Danny Green was done. I, I know they were trying yeah. to trade him at the deadline this year, and they weren't getting much for him. Yeah, Danny Green is one He's of kind those, of overpaid at this point. Well, he was one of those contract guys, right? I'm not sure if he got that contract in that summer where Alan Crabb and Tyler Johnson yeah, got those crazy know. and Bismack got right, those crazy right, contracts, but. Uh, Danny Green had that great season, that really fantastic uh, postseason, and then he signed that big, I think it was four years, 50 million or something, something like that. Something like that. And then after that, you just saw the production go straight down. Straight That's where you're down. living, baby. That's yeah. where you're living. Yeah. You go to the strip clubs, you're eating, you're eating everything you want to eat. Danny got you know that green. You have put it, Danny got that green. You have put it in that extra yeah, work. Man. Then you made it, baby. Yeah, he's got to start We're playing for in a the new shade. contract. Now yeah. he's in Toronto. You're going to see him start playing man, his ass if he's If he starts waking up again and quiet. Is good. Woo, I mean, that's so a five, good. baby. Dude. That's a good five. I mean, that, the top three teams in the East, that is intriguing now. It is. Well, you know, I I still think my Pacers don't get enough enough credit. They're great, too. Number four. I, great. But, you know, I think you have legitimate four really, really good teams. That you would do. all make the playoffs And in the Washington West. could always turn into something. Washington's another Tony Hugo situation. Those yeah. guys are all sad and they hate each other. Ever yeah. since ever since Gilbert Dude. Arenas yeah. the gambling, it's <laughs> on the fucking play. Oh, man. And now they added Austin Rivers and Dwight Howard. Yeah. That's going to be if a you guys clusterfuck. Know, they were playing like dice on the airplane, uh, Gilbert Arenas and one of these players who was like like just as much i don't know street as he was nba and then gilbert arenas didn't end up paying him and the dude pulled a gun on gilbert arenas yeah. right no i think gilbert brought a gun. Or gilbert brought a gun there was something with might, guns. but gilbert was had. gilbert was never the same after that he was one of the best players of that era yeah. but besides the point we were adding demar Derozan to a 47 win team and it, it's always pop you know i i think they'll have a better yeah. record than the lakers Next Ooh, year. that's a good bet. That's or I like one. So. You know, it's a good question. Now, I, I think, don't know if I would take your bet. But, but those teams are right there. You know what I mean? In terms of, I think they're very similar. But you also have to ask yourself, what is what's the Lakers' plan here? Because they they've seemed the last two seasons that they were being poised to grab a star or a superstar, which I guess mm-hmm. they did with LeBron. But it seems like they kind of whiffed out on those complementary pieces they wanted to surround them with. Uh, yeah, maybe if they, they wanted actually believe in their, Maybe they actually believe in their youth movement. They do. They have really good young players. Josh Hart is a beast. Summer League MVP. Yeah. Brandon Ingram, he could be awesome. You don't want to give him Ingram's up. only 21, 22, right? If, if they have a stone. decent year. There's certain NBA players that look fucking stoned all the time, man. Yeah. Ingram is one of them. But yeah, yeah, he looks like he's in eighth grade. Yeah, like that eighth grade stone phase, too. Like when you're yeah. walking in at first period of the morning, you're like, oh, my God, check <laughs> yeah. out Brandon. He still smells like that shitty-ass weed, dude. You know? Yeah, he looks like he's like trying to figure himself out still. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I went back home to Indiana a couple months ago. You can't even smoke the weed. Like, you get so spoiled with the weed that like, I don't even think that. Oh, shit the was, weed's still bad over there. It's like beasters and shit, dude. It's like it might as well be fucking kale or something. You know, really? It's not like it's not like here where it's all categorized and it's like all Damn. nice. And it's they like, got like seeds and sticks and all that. In there? Some does, but it's just like the exact same good weed that it used to be in high school. We called beasters. Supposedly, mm-hmm. it came from Vancouver, BC, which is kind oh. of called it beasters. It okay. was just like the most common strain. But yeah. it's just like you get so spoiled here. It's like you walk in the weed shops here, and it's like fucking Willy Wonka's, you know, 
factory. And well, shit. I would have thought that like Indiana would be like, yo, California, send us that weed. You know, <laughs> like at this point, why are they fucking with their shitty Indiana weed? Because it's distribution. It's all distribution. Yeah, where, where, who's expensive. who's 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 providing Indiana with their weight? You know what I mean? That's all where the question is. But anyways, besides the point, uh, what the Lakers, I think the Lakers believe in their youth movement. I don't think you can get Ingram or Ball, but I think they were dangling out there for not just Kawhi, um, but uh, not just Kawhi, but other superstars. I think you can get Josh Hart and Kuzma out of them. I think that's I think that's where they're kind of drawing the line. Yeah, is is Josh Hart and Kuzma? They so want kinda, Josh Hart. It's kind of where do you see the ceiling with those players? But you got to give up something in return. Well, that's for, the thing. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they could keep all of them and get Kawhi next summer. That's what they're banking on, and then that's they're gonna they're look brilliant on. if that happens. They're if, gonna look real dumb if it doesn't happen. If, I mean, they would have looked great this year if Paul George would have would have went there. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't though. I like him on OKC. Well, it's just better. There's more good teams. It makes for yeah. a more competitive league for or whatever, sure. which is a big concern in the NBA right now is how even is the competitive playing field <sighs> going to actually stars. be. But if we're analyzing One, more what's going back to San Antonio, so they're going to have DeRozan, who's an old school too, who's yeah. kind of more of a shooting guard circa 2008 than he is 2018. And then they have Jacob Hurdle, uh, a, a good— Jakob. Jakob Hurdle. Uh, a good big man who's probably also whose game probably fits more in a 28 <laughs> 2008 than it does 2018 as well. You yeah. know, I don't know if you can play if you can play Pirtle crunch time against the Warriors and shit. No, I think you're gonna run into. Issues I mean, they there. can't play DeRozan, Aldridge, or Pirtle <laughs> crunch time. Dude, and they're not gonna be crunch time. Well, well, let's remember DeRozan was sitting on the bench for the last eight minutes of, of that was that the Cavs, Cavs series, not even uh, the, the Warriors, Cavs, dude. Yeah, uh, the Cavs, bro. Yeah, it sucks too, man, because Demar's got the body. He should be playing defense. Demar's got the body. Yeah, he, he does. looks like Kobe. He's got Kobe's body. He's got co- young Kobe hair too. Yeah, you know, and he's from LA. But I never discount Pop. Um, you know, some people are accusing Pop of delaying the inevitable rebuild that the Spurs are going to need to have. But once again, they're a forty-seven win team with almost nothing. I don't even Amazing. know. I don't even know what their starting five is going to look like. They lost Kyle Anderson. I don't know. What they lost their Kyle Anderson. To, no more Tony Parker. You know, so it's just like Deontay Murray, light. who's great. Deontay Murray is a great young he's player. He's good. He who, can't shoot the three. He can't shoot, period. Tony Parker couldn't shoot. Jason Kidd couldn't shoot. He has a chance well, you to develop him that. and DeRozan can't shoot. We'll see. We'll see what happens with DeRozan. I would yeah. not be surprised at all if DeRozan came into next year and was an average, competent NBA three-point shooter. And he was for most of the year. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see a marked – Marked improvement for, and then what's the rest of that roster? You have Manu, the, Manu coming back. Manu's forty-two. All, Manu's off the bench. I don't even know what your five is there. What the, I don't know either. They like. got Pau Gasol. They got Lonnie Walker, who they drafted, but Lonnie Walker not. looks like he can be a player, but that's not going to be you know, a be, few years. And that's just a you know a small chance. Who knows with those? They're going to have to make some guys. signings. They signed a. Marco they don't Bellinelli. sign guys. They don't sign guys, and that's why you know, I I love the NBA. But one place where bring them up. Where, where they fall short um, with NFL, and one reason I think why the NFL still enjoys such, such vast superiority in terms of ratings, at least, if not other areas, is is the competitive nature of the NFL. 
every team is competitive. You feel like any team in the NFL could win a Super Bowl in the next three or four years if they got their shit together. You know, in the NBA, it's not yeah. the case. It's so rare that a small market team can win a ring. So I always really liked the Spurs and kind of admired them from afar. They were kind of the hope for me of what the Pacers could be if they absolutely, you know, executed on on, on every mark. So yeah. it's kind of sad. If you had the Spurs go away from the NBA and rebuild, I think it's a bad thing for the NBA. Yeah. There's got to be a way for the NBA to get the Milwaukee Bucks, the Oklahoma City Thunders. Those teams should be as competitive because it doesn't matter the jersey. It really just matters the stars, you know, who who, yeah. who are wearing those jerseys, you know. Yeah, it would be sad to have no small market teams competing for a championship. I yeah. do think OKC is like the new San Antonio, though. Uh, they lack the winning pedigree, and they lack the Sam. They Presti, lack the winning pedigree. Sam Presti's. They a, haven't won championships. A good GM. What they also lack there is is a is a marquee coach to kind of bring man that, bring that. Why haven't they figured together. that out yet? I don't know. You know, Billy Donovan was a really, really, you know, hot commodity. He might be good, dude. Point. Now that Carmelo's gone, you know, you know what I think's happened with the NBA and in basketball in general, either. Either you've moved forward into this new era of the NBA where it's shooting at all five positions, a lot of switching on defense, and, and having the players to be able to do that and, right. and operating in the, within those scheme structures. And then it's it's kind of like the old school NBA, the guys who maybe haven't fully embraced that. And maybe Billy Donovan is more of that era. Um and what I can tell you, the Spurs were kind of ahead of their time. Yeah, they had Robinson and Duncan, but really the mid-2000s era Spurs were playing that type of European basketball that, that the Warriors kind of injected Dude, HGH this, to and, yeah. and blew up to a different, different fucking level. And Pop and the Spurs, we forget about this, but they were the first team in this like modern era with the warriors that learned how to defend them. They're the first team that like had a defense and a scheme for them. They, they started switching everything. No, yeah. before that, yeah, yeah. before that, like the oh, year they yeah. won it, uh, pop just figured out a way. He, he was the first guy that's yeah. like, all right, we're just going to switch everything. There's nothing we can do except this. And then they like shut them down, man. It was crazy. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. It was like a new style of defense. People were not doing that before. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You forget like that just happened. Yeah. That's not like, people now I think, now I think we've gone too crazy with the switching. I do too. It's this year in the finals, insane. like why do you, you like, don't need to switch every, and, you're giving LeBron the matchups that he wants. You can easily fight through that screen. I get the whole switching man. and defensive versatility, but you just don't switch for switching sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't put J.R. Smith on KD. I still think Brad Stevens switched that whole goddamn Celtics team out of the playoffs. Like the way they were switching on LeBron is ridiculous. LeBron would just get like Terry Rozier on him every yeah. single time. Like at some point, you got to realize that's stupid. Like, yeah. What, Anyways, yeah. but you know, so this trade, you had you had the Raptors brass sit down Demar Derozan like two weeks ago and yeah. tell him, "Yo, I want you to know." You are not getting traded. That is not yeah. happening. <laughs> There's going to be no trade. And then it absolutely happened. And you don't see teams or ownership get shit for this. But, like, there's this weird thing in this country. Like, when athletes get paid, you know what I mean? There's, there's a kind of consternation or a vindictiveness, you know, toward that money. Like, oh, I can't believe that mother. An animosity. Yeah. An animosity, really. You know what I mean? And they never look at the owners. 
when the owners when the owners do that same shit. I mean, look at what Isaiah Thomas had to go through. His sister passed away. He played through injury yeah. for that Celtics team because he thought they were having a magical run. You know what I mean? He never fully recovered from that injury. He probably lost how much money? Up eighty million dollars. Oh, at least he's playing for the minimum right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I find it I find it funny when people give athletes shit for the amount of money that the athletes make. And they don't give owners shit. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to pay to watch a fucking accountant, you know, tally numbers yeah. in a fucking column. Those guys we, deserve to make more money, actually. Yeah, we don't know exactly what they're making. You yeah. know, athletes, yeah. it's like, boom, it's right there. And if they and underperform. The ownerships are ambiguous. The own, whole ownership yeah, is it's ambiguous. Ambigu- they keep but it it's ambiguous. Like, it's like that Bob Dylan song, man. It's like only, only a pawn in their game. It's like almost like, yeah, get angry at these people so you're not actually worried about the real situation no that's going on. You know, everyone wants to talk about like like make America great again. You want to make America great again, return to CEO pay rates that were they were like in the 1950s. Forget about like the racial, you know, uh homogeneity or whatever the 50s. What really made America great then was the balance in CEO pay. Um if you want to look at the recent statistics, CEO pay has grown 90 times faster than typical worker pay since 1978. Wow. I mean, there's your imbalanced economy right there. You want to talk about socialism? People say, oh, we can't have socialism. That is wealth redistribution. You know what I mean? It's, socialism is bad. You know, I, I like capitalism. Socialism is bad. Okay, fine. We don't want wealth redistribution. You can't have wealth redistribution on the other side either. This is absolutely wealth redistribution. They're stealing uh, the money from the common common worker in the United States. And that's why if you look back at the 1950s or the 1960s, a fucking milkman or a grocer used to be able to buy a house and send his kids to college just by having that job. And you wonder why that isn't the case anymore right here. CEO pay growing 90 times faster than typical worker pay since 1978. Yeah, man. Milkmen don't get paid shit. Milkmen don't get paid (laughs) shit. What would you want to be CEO of? Of what industry? What industry? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh... Uh, porn. I, that's what's coming up. <laughs> that's the that's like a solid industry that's porn never going to die. Porn or healthcare. It's man. only growing. That dude. shit is recession proof. It is. Yeah. Have you seen like during Hurricane Irma, like the statistics of porn watching during natural disasters or the Super Bowl? No. It it's goes like, up. It's like some weird, some weird shit happens. You know, in terms of like the traffic and everything. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like a full moon, except it's uh, it's kind of how like there were no planes in the sky after 9-11. So there were no contrails. So like the earth actually uh, heated up a little bit in those 10 days or 11 days that there were no planes after 9-11. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because there were so many contrails that the that the light would the sunlight energy would bounce off of it or whatever. But uh, yeah, speaking of CEO pay, we had the very interesting Papa John's <laughs> <laughs> scenario this week. If you're not familiar uh, with what happened with Papa John's, well, Papa John, he's John Schnatter. Um, he's kind of one of these like guys who's always like drunk all the time, you know, when you see him at the sports games and this and that, and he's a little bit crazy. And apparently in a conference call this week, he, uh, he used the N word, <laughs> Papa John's wow. corporate conference call. And uh, in reference to Colonel Sanders using it or something like that. 
And then he was saying how not racist he was because where he used to grow up in Indiana, which I which is where I grew up, uh, that they used to chain black people to the back of the trucks and drag them around. He said this during a fucking Jesus did it a conference call. So he's complete. He's been completely uh, scrubbed from the University of Louisville campus where they were one of the top. Papa John's was the top donor there. Uh, his sponsorship has ended with many teams. We found out that Peyton Manning sold interest in all 40 of his, of his Papa John's, uh, sometime back in February around the time that he had his, his, his similar controversy, but this guy is just fucking off the rails. Uh, here's him talking to a local radio show, uh, about, let me cue this up um, about, um, how he was baited into using the language here's fucking crazy as Papa John um, believe it or not Terry the agency uh, was promoting that vocabulary in that genre and I made it real clear listen we're not going to go there we're not going to talk about this and they pushed me and it upset me and I just said listen other people have used that that word I don't and will not use that word and people of Papa John's don't use that and that was the, that was the comment. Um, so he told them he doesn't use that word. <laughs> and then he uses the word to probably not uh, use the word. It doesn't make any I fucking sense. Not. Here's him talking about how it's justified because Colonel, Sander, Colonel Sanders uh, used to say it, apparently, according to Papa John. And then, of course, I went back to the way that I would say it to you today. But that doesn't matter. I said it, and it's wrong, and it hurt people. That's the bottom line here. It's all about the people, and I hurt people. Uh, whether it's intentional or not intentional, which, of course, it was unintentional, but I still hurt them, and I have to own that, and I have to apologize for that, period. You noted that the marketing company— oh, Okay, we missed uh, the kernel part, but either way, why do these motherfuckers want to say the N-word so bad? What is it? You know what I mean? They it's just the forbidden fruit. They just really like rap music or what? They, they feel, want what they can't have. They feel left out when they're listening to Dead Prez and shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, let's ask. We should find out how many more people he's hurt by serving <laughs> meat lovers pizza with garlic butter. <laughs> I do love that garlic butter, though, it's man. So I like dope. Papa John's. Oh, it's man. fucking tasty, I know. baby. It's, it's tasty. Bad. But he went full Kramer. You never go full Kramer. No. You never go no. full Kramer. Which uh, Kramer actually happened here at the Laugh Factory. Uh, I think in like 2005 and shit. Um, but you had what you were saying you had some fun. Why are you dreaming about me, dude? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you man. having dreams about me, dog? Aaron's hey, having dreams about hey, me over here. What happened a in lot your of dream? Tell him that voice. Uh, yeah, it's very sexy. What's up? <laughs> no, I had a dream about you last night. I How big was this my morning. penis in this dream? Was it girthy? Did it have a lot of girth? Did you have to use two hands? Oh, to you get should just be happy you had one in this dream. Uh, <laughs> this is an upgrade. Were we were we muscle grunt wrestling in this dream? What was happening? <laughs> oh no, man, were we muscle grunt wrestling? No, I only do that in real life. <laughs> but what happened in the dream? Uh, basically, you were on stage at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach, and uh, you just got you started going Kramer, man. You got mad. You said the N word, and. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's, sorry, it's just. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I wanted want... to listen to some muscle grunt wrestling when you were telling the story. Go ahead. Uh, and you said it, and uh, people started getting real mad. Like, people were <laughs> starting to get violent. I heard like bottles breaking. We had to like find a like tunnel. There's like the a tunnel that the... we had to fucking usher oh, you shit. out of. It's like the end of Darren Aronofsky's mother. 
You know? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but oh, it's a very interesting movie. Yeah, I heard it's interesting. It's interesting. It's like an allegory. It's not concerned with like plot or anything. Like the whole fucking thing is. It's a very different way to make a movie. I thought it was interesting, but um, so you had a dream. I went full Kramer in uh in Long Beach, dude. I love um Fraser Smith. If you guys know Fraser Smith. He is just a legend in the comedy game, a legend in the L.A. radio scene. Uh, Frazier's just the fucking man, right? He's my great. he's my buddy, and you hear some of the best stories with Frazier. And he was hosting that night. Kramer <laughs> went Kramer. Should we play the Kramer clip? Maybe we shouldn't play it. And uh, should we play it? Let's play it. In just <laughs> case. Okay. Uh, let me see here. If you're not familiar, Kramer, oh was, <laughs> I don't think we should play this, but uh, <laughs> nah, probably we're, we probably won't play. Why don't and, you just read the transcript? Uh, yeah, I should, that's that's probably what your <laughs> dream is, was saying. But um, so, you know, Fra- so what happens is Kramer goes up. There's some hecklers not even heckling that bad. And he doesn't know how to handle it. He's not really a stand-up. He's just more of an actor. Being famous will get you a couple minutes on stage. Oh, yeah. It'll earn you a couple minutes. And then after that, you're just you're going to die in the hardest death of your fucking life. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of what happened to him. And, you know, some people say, oh, he's not funny. And those people were black or something. So he started to, you know, get really fucking angry. and go, oh, it's an N-word. It's an N-word. You could, should be hanging from a tree or something like that. Oh my and God. people got up. People left. It was a whole national news. It was a whole fucking thing, right? But So Frazier's telling me the story. And all this happens. And the person who was up next was Jim huh. Gaffigan. Oh, my God. Jim Gaffigan was up next. And he goes up and he goes, so uh, who wants to hear my racial material? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! How would you even put up a comic after that? <laughs> Which I think is is fucking amazing in those circumstances to pull that out. Apparently, it fucking it killed. And really? Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, well, there's so got, much tension. He got the room back with it. He got yeah, the room back. I mean, he released so much tension. I don't think anybody at the time understood how big of a deal it was going to become. Because this was in the early days of YouTube. This was kind of one of the first viral videos. And the fact that it was recorded changed that. If it wasn't recorded, I think this is one of those things that, you know, just passed in the night that people wouldn't have noticed. But it was really one of the instances of, of, you know, the first viral video. But uh, (laughs) I love this clip. It's on the Laugh Factory channel. It's about Dave Chappelle talking about the Kramer set. And this is like... From a comedian's perspective, this is just so perfect. It's got, they got a real live uh, paparazzi, I see you. Thing I have, what do you think, is a game? <laughs> Watching out for the media. I'm like Bigfoot, nigga. When people see me, they freak the fuck out. <laughs> Even other celebrities get surprised. The same with oh, hey, thanks. Come on, you only got 10 minutes. God damn. So, no, it's good. I don't have any material. That stuff's for pussies. Every time I see this backdrop, I think about Kramer fucking up. <laughs> That's why I can't, I don't want to see no camera phones on my ass tonight. <laughs> 
because my I'm telling you right now, my, you know, like I'm not wrapped too tight. Like they they put a lot of that corporate pressure on me. So I, this might be the night that I this might be the night that I snap and you got you guys be lucky. It's like having tickets to see Siegfried and Roy the night that tiger bit that motherfucker's throat. He's like, I was there when that Chappelle freaked out. I was there. Cause that's why we really go to the tiger show, right? You don't you don't go to see somebody be safe with tigers. You go thinking in the back of your mind, like, this nigga might get bit. <laughs> I'd like to see that in person for $35 if I could. <laughs> Never seen somebody get bit by a tiger before. Only $35. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. I, I tell you the truth, when I seen Kramer's tape, I learned about myself. You know what I learned? I think I'm only like 20% black and 80% and comedian. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, black dudes can relate. You know what I mean, bro? Like when you saw that shit, you was furious, right? Black dude and me was like, Kramer, you motherfucker. Like, I was hurt. And the comedian in me was just like, whew, niggas having a bad set. Hang in there, Kramer. <laughs> Don't let him break you, Kramer. I wish I was there so bad. Because you know, you know, in the back of his mind, he was thinking, I'll get him the next show. <laughs> there won't be a next show, Kramer. <laughs> I'll get him the next show. <laughs> Do you think I did all right? <laughs> did hey, I was, bomb? That, was that that bad? <laughs> did I bomb, bro? I think we've all had those moments on stage. You're like, oh fuck, shit, I'll get them next time. You know what I mean? <laughs> you no, know what I mean? but, but Fraser, what about that? Uh, what about that bit about uh, donuts right before I went off the rails? <laughs> That's got legs. <laughs> Who wants to hear my racial material? Yeah. <laughs> so we had Papa John go full Kramer. We had that guy Josh Hader or whatever. Uh, he's like a pitcher for the Brewers that they uncovered his tweets when he was 17 saying he Whoa. hates gay people and white power. What? So it was dealing with all that stuff too. But you know, the MLB all-star game is kind of like, uh, it's, you know, the all-star game was a great all-star game. It had a record amount of home runs. You had a home run derby. That was, uh, that was one of the most entertaining they say ever. And, and yet you have the game's best player, Mike Trout, who has the same much uh, as much brand, brand recognition as Kenneth Fareed. Yeah, they have this thing. <laughs> it's true. Wait, what? Yeah, there's this thing called the Q rating. Are you familiar oh, with Q ratings? Uh, no, explain it for everyone. So Q ratings are basically how they measure how popular or well-known a celebrity or public figure is, okay? So they have Q ratings for every celebrity that you can kind of judge how marketable they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So so you have every, all these athletes ranked with Q rating, and this kind of goes to show you where baseball is in terms of marketability and where the NBA is in terms of marketability, that Mike Trout has the same as the best player in baseball, you know, an all-time generational talent, has the same fucking Q rating as Kenneth Fareed. What? Who's been eating Applebee's and Chili's and riding the bench for fucking the last four years. That's insane. How does Kenneth Reed even have a Q rating? Kenneth Reed has a Q rating because basketball uh, basketball does a great job of marketing its athletes. And you know what the best, Oof. the most surprising part of the Q rating thing is I looked into it. Uh, 
the NBA trounces uh, basketball or the NBA trounces football and baseball. Football, the Q ratings in football, despite it being the most popular sport, are so low. Like, you know, Odell Beckham has kind of the kids love Odell Beckham. But yeah. outside of him, Peyton Manning was traditionally the highest Q rating. And he was only like 15 or something like that. You know, so you had uh, a lot more basketball and soccer, guys. You want to go through the top 10 in Q rating. Now, this is last year um, in Q rating. Uh, so there are a little bit, a couple of factors that that will change this. You had some Olympic events going on, so you might not typically have those guys. You had certain guys who had really great years. And then you have guys like Anthony Joshua uh, who have an entire country behind them. But these are the top 10 Q ratings of last year. Number one, surprisingly, I was so surprised by this, is the heavyweight boxer, Anthony Joshua. What? Yeah. Number one? Number one. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Wait. This is international. This is a boxer. This is international Q rating. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is a, bo- a boxer with he, just his hands. It with just his hands. Well, you know, boxers are always the highest paid athletes, even now. Yeah. And it's not even close because they've managed to, uh, like Floyd Mayweather manages to make $120, $130 million every time he fights. So he's wow. getting paid at a different fucking level. The thing with Anthony Joshua is he has the entire British Isles uh, behind him. He's a British heavyweight boxer. He's the best heavyweight boxer that we've seen since at least Lennox Lewis. But he's kind of the pride of the country. Hmm. Right now, and uh, they actually have a big fight coming up between Anthony Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder, which is our heavyweight hope. But Joshua's going to smoke him. But number one, number one is Anthony Joshua. Number two is guess uh, Ronaldo. No, LeBron. American. Though? It's not LeBron. It's LeBron, not LeBron. LeBron doesn't even make the top ten. Oh shit, Tiger Woods. No basketball so, player. Basketball player. Yeah, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. I don't okay, I need to I need to know what goes into these rankings. Yeah, yeah. This is international. You have to remember, a lot of people don't know internationally who LeBron is. LeBron is not as big of a figure internationally as uh as as you would think. Like for instance, my uh when I used to live over there in Prague, my English friends would say, Are you talking about James LeBron? You know what wow. I mean? So people just don't know. Number two is Curry, number three is Pogba. You know, who is just going to go higher in curating. What a brilliant strike he had uh, in the World Cup final. Number four is McGregor. Okay. Number five, I could give you the guesses for now until the time the universe exhausted itself. You would never get it. It is Virat Kohli, Indian cricketer. Oh, wow. Number six is Spieth. Number seven is Neymar. And these are the ones where I'm a little like, it has to be because of what was going on at the time. Number eight is Simone Biles, you know. So these these are very yearly. Number nine is Michaela Schifrin, the skier. You know, skier. I know, dude. And number ten is the first NFL player, and that is you want to guess who it is? Uh, Odell, Saquon. It's Odell Beckham. Yeah, it's Odell Beckham. It's Odell Beckham. Yeah, but so I don't know. So you know, baseball and football. I don't know if it says as much about them as it just does about the marketability of the NBA uh, in conjunction with social media. Cause yeah. you know, the one player who really uses social media well is Odell Beckham. And I think that's why, you, why you say that. And you have Henry Schaefer here, uh, the executive vice president of Q scores saying about Mike Trout in general, baseball does not do as good a job as other major sports in the U S as far as promoting their stars nationwide. 
Uh, he's basically not a well-known um, commodity among the general population. Trout scored 22 in Q-scores awareness category, Schaefer said, which means a little more than one in five Americans even know who he is. The closest NBA player to Trout in terms of awareness among the general population per Q-scores research is reserve forward Kenneth Fareed, who was traded by the Denver Nuggets to the Brooklyn Nets last week in a salary dump. If that's to be believed, it means that if you stopped a random person on the street, they'd be about as likely to be familiar with a power forward who averaged 14.4 minutes last season as the hands-down best baseball player on the planet. That's like, what's wrong with baseball? (laughs) <laughs> there's nothing wrong with baseball it's just from a pre-tv era when like kids were working in factories and shit and it was like the greatest thing that you yeah. could ever do in your life they need more like, scandals spend, spend a day at the ballpark drinking your fucking sulfates or whatever the fuck they used they to, need to drink that start doing more scandals have more bad boys you yeah know. and baseball has a lot of great stories like you don't even hear anybody what if i told you did you know there's a player right now who's a top seven pitcher and a top seven hitter what? And he play, He both pitches and hits. You had no fucking idea, no, right? No, is that real? Shehi Otani. He's on the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. He just came over from Japan. Not only does he pitch, uh, and I haven't kept up with his stats, but he had something like a 2.7, 2.9 ERA, you know, through the first yeah. uh, month or two of the season, couple of months. He was hitting dingers left and right there for a little bit. I think he's had a little bit of injury issues. He's cleaning up. But you have a player who's a top-flight pitcher and a hitter, he should be the most popular athlete in fucking America right Wait, now. Like, he he play, he hits, like, on his days when he's not pitching? Exactly. Oh, my God. Isn't that fucking amazing? He's good. He and hits he's home good. runs and shit. He hits home runs and shit. <laughs> no. Yeah. Wow. Like, they were trying to give him a nickname. Like, Rich Eisen was like, oh, we should call him the Samurai of SWAT or the Sensei of SWAT. And then you know how yeah. the internet is. Or he was like, "Oh, you're so racist. Why are you gonna be like?" Nah. It's like, it's like, what are you even talking about there? But yeah, Pogba was number three. Um, so the World Cup was over. Now we had France win in a very entertaining final for four two. Our own Tommy, our producer Tommy, Tommy is in was in Nice, France, watching the game. Uh, here is audio from Tommy. This is this is um, who who scored the who scored the penalty kick? I forget. Oh uh, shit, I don't remember. Actually, I think I know. Who, I I that's gonna tie into something I'm gonna play for you guys here in a second. But um, but yeah. So this is Tommy in a bar in Nice in France. They're all watching the PK. Uh, the score is one one. Is this just audio of Tommy going up to a girl finally? (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I'm sure Tommy's actively not getting laid in France. (laughs) But these celebrations look so fun. My friend, uh, my friend Lucy Woodbridge sent me a video in England and they're all singing this. You know, it sucks that they lost. I was ruined for them. This song, it's coming home about the World Cup, and the entire bar would be singing it, man. We need more bar songs man. in the United States. When I was in fucking Dublin, they were doing that shit too. You know what I mean? We There's need, not like, enough bars. community here in L.A. Are I you kidding know. me? 
We need bar songs, man. What would the That's bar my favorite song part out here about be? Europe. Like the chain smokers? No, nah, it's Garth bullshit. Brooks, dude. It's like Garth that. Brooks. It's like that. Uh, I got friends in low oh, places. That's Indiana, the dog. We're in LA now. And the beer chases your fruits away, and it'll be okay. You know that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago has bar songs. You guys have bar songs? Yeah, like man. What? Like the Blackhawks, when they score, it's like, I think it's, fu- I'm going to fuck this up and everyone's going to hate me, but I think, is it, is that, a, I don't know. I shouldn't be speaking on this, but they have what a song. Blackhawks song, you could look it up. It's like very popular. They sing it together in unison in the bar and everyone's Let's, very We'll happy. find it. We'll find it for next time. But my my favorite side note of uh, – or if you, if you want to look it up and find it, send it to me. But uh, my favorite side note of, of the World Cup is we've uncovered the world's last Derrick Rose stan. <laughs> let me, let me uh, elaborate. Uh, this is from Deadspin. French striker Antoine Griezmann, noted NBA and specifically Derrick Rose fan, <laughs> Uh, who unfortunately painted his entire body black while donning an Afro and a Harlem Globetrotters uniform. Europeans and Australians don't get that that's racist. You know what I mean? Like the whole blackface thing. They just yeah. like they don't have a history of it. They don't under they don't fucking understand it like at all. Like I remember seeing Harry Connick Jr. on this Australian game show and these guys come out. And they're in blackface, and they call themselves the Jackson Five. Oh my God! And they're dancing, and everyone's cheering at the end. Harry Connick Jr. is just like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. But in in Europe, also in Amsterdam, they have um, it's so bad. Uh, Santa's little helper. Santa has a slave, essentially. And it's like a blackface, red lipped caricature, like fucking. Uh, Where is this? In Amsterdam, in Europe, in in the Netherlands, and it's a Christmas tradition. Oh my that god! That you you know some of these guys dress up like like this like fucking jigaboo character, like from a minstrel show. It's it's it looks exactly like a minstrel character, mm. basically. But anyways, um, so this striker Antoine Griezmann, uh, won the World Cup, and he he actually delivered. The free kick that led to the first goal and the penalty of the second. But the most interesting thing about Antoine Griezmann is that he still loves Derrick Rose. He plays for Atletico Madrid. He says, I would only leave Atletico to play with Derrick Rose. Okay. <laughs> Here wow. he is. Here he is interrupting an, uh, an interview with Pogba. We are really proud of, of, of all of us. Why we did people criticize us from the start? Now you can see Antoine Griezmann. It's gonna be in English, Antoine. It's gonna be in English. You're under pressure. I love Derrick Rose. <laughs> That's a very valid point. That was so well done. Thank you. Yo, what fucking years? <laughs> like what years? And why does this guy love Derrick Rose so much? He's got a good Q score. He's got. I bet Derek. it's still pretty good. <laughs> Derrick Rose has a great Q score, man. He's got a great Q score. Ari, right, how are we on time, dude? Where are we at? My bad, I forgot to give you a 40 minute Ari's warning. Ari's zoning out over there. You're at 50. At 50, he's still an improvement over Tommy, <laughs> who left 10 seconds of dead air on the sh- <laughs> at the beginning of the show last week. God. Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. <laughs> How can you still be a fan of Derrick Rose, man? Like, I mean, people love Derrick Rose still. Why? I, there's a lore about him. I don't know. Chicago hometown. I don't get that shit, dude. I don't either. I think to Tom Thibodeau's getting. He doesn't seem that smart. 
You know, he's not that likable. He does fucked up shit. Like, well, you know what I liked about him initially was that he didn't want to play with anybody. They were like asking him when this is when he was MVP. Would you want to play with LeBron or want anyone here? And he was like, for what? What for? Why would I want that? Yeah. You know, and I wish we had a little bit more than that. But the guy just can't play. He's an anachronism. He's lost all his athletic ability. He yeah, can't shoot. Sad. He doesn't play defense. He's I mean, better than people give him credit for. Now. Maybe. Like, maybe he, he still is. puts up double digits. Maybe. Maybe he is. But what do you think his 2K rating is right now? Uh, 69. <laughs> they they came out with the new 2K ratings. They have Jason Tatum at a new number. What do you think they have Jason oh, Tatum? Oh god, at? it's probably way too high. 87. It's exactly an 87. What? They have Jason Tatum Crazy. at a fucking 87. That's Can too you believe high, that? Man. I think that's fucking insane, man. He's going to come down crazy. to earth. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Anyways, um yeah. I don't know. You want to talk some summer league real quick before we get out of here? Sure, sure. So summer league, I love the summer league because you can see all the young talent like in kind of their full glory and their full faults, you mm-hmm. know. Because during the NBA season, you maybe you get to see these guys for like five, five or six, five or six minutes, right? If they make it, yeah. But it's all guesswork, you know. Like whoever is MVP and who was the MVP of the summer league? Josh Hart. It was Josh Hart. It doesn't matter who the MVP is, you know. Past MVPs, I remember Jared. Jared Bayless was an MVP. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's definitely been it doesn't matter. summer league bosses, you know? For sure. Yeah. But so so we had the draft, and I wanted to go back five, six years ago, or, or actually go back to Steph Curry's draft and just kind of see what they were saying about the players just to show <laughs> how all this evaluation is bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's all horseshit. And uh, so I don't know if you remember um, the draft order. The draft order in 2009, this was the Steph Curry draft, okay? This is the order, and I'll go up to Steph Curry. Uh, Blake Griffin, number one to the Clippers. Mm. You remember who number two was this year? Uh, Number two. Who's the team? The team is the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, uh, No. Chandler Parsons? No, no, not Chandler Parsons. No, 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 no. Oh, you're going to love this. Hashim Tabib. Oh, that's right. I knew it was someone horrible. Number three. Who, what was the team? You can't argue with this one, the Thunder. Oh. Uh, James. James Harden. James Harden. Number four is Tyreek Evans, Sacramento Kings. He was, a, at, he was rookie of the year. He was rookie of the year. Now on my Pacers. Now, <laughs> this is where it gets crazy. So one, two, three. The fifth and the sixth pick. To the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. And then Johnny Flynn. Flynn. Johnny Flynn. The Rubio one I can understand. Yeah. There was so much hype going around Rubio. He was 19. You know what I mean? It's kind of like with Doncic right now. Doncic has more pedigree. He's the EuroLeague MVP at the age of 19. There was a lot of hype, though. Yeah. I would suck if Doncic turned out to be Rubio. Rubio. Disappointment. Well, you know, what? what, what, the reason Doncic fell is because teams are worried that his perceived lack of athleticism will hurt him yeah. in the NBA. I think Rubio Rubio came in with an extreme hype, you know, and uh, he's worked himself into a good NBA player. He's solid. He's a good— he plays D. And he plays great D. Passes 
He's Amazing. got a great assist numbers, but where his game is lacking and what's going to limit and hold him back is that shot. You have to be able to shoot. I know. It was already in the past limiting enough as a point guard not to be able to shoot. Yeah. You know? And that and you know, we were going back to who we were talking about. I think Tony Parker is the ideal case here. People don't remember, you know, Tony Parker now is a Spurs legend. Well, now he's moved on to the Hornets, but he'll always be a Spurs legend. Uh Tony Parker they wanted to get rid of Tony Parker. Yeah. And that initial They wanted Jason Kidd. They want you remember, they wanted yeah. Jason Kidd. And one of the biggest knocks on Tony Parker at that time was that he couldn't fucking shoot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that just closed down their court. It closed it limited kind of what they could do in their half court offense. But they didn't. They stuck with Tony Parker, which I think was in the end a, a good decision. And yeah. Tony Parker did end up getting a serviceable, if not decent shot. Yeah. And What's hilarious about that to me also is Jason Kidd had the worst fucking shot. Yeah. He was terrible, but he worked on it. And he when he better too. And his whole his whole like post star career uh, on offense was, you know, a lot of it was being a spot up three point shooter. And I think mm -hmm. he retired second all time. When he retired, he was second all time or third all time in, in, in three point shots. Made. Oh, no. Yeah, no yeah, way. yeah, 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 yeah. Not can, in NBA. In NBA history. No, 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 no. At the time he retired. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, um, maybe at the time he retired. Yeah, Jason Kidd, three point shooting rankings. But, but my, just my point being, um, yeah, so for Rubio, that that really I think has limited and hampered his career and kept him yeah. from stardom. But he's still there. Johnny Flynn. But why did they draft two point guards? So it goes. In a row. It goes. Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn at five or six, and then Steph Curry uh, at seven. Unbelievable. At seven. At seven. You know that's what sucks when it's you want to hate the Warriors because they did make some great choices. Yeah, yeah. And it, you can't fault them for that. But yeah. It's, I still hate him. But just to show you how nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about, um, here's Bleacher Report's grade of the Warriors was incomplete. They say the Warriors don't have a grade yet because Curry might be a part of a trade package to bring in the Suns uh, center Amari Stoudemire. The rumored trade proposal would send Curry, Bellinelli, Andres Breedrins, and Brandon Wright to Phoenix. If the trade goes through, the Warriors get an A+. Plus. Oh. Amari isn't even in the prime of his career yet and is a major upgrade over Beedrin's. Like, what the fuck? Dude? Wow. <laughs> Amari fell the fuck off. Yeah. Here's NBA, uh, here's NBA Draft Net. They give the Timberwolves an A- minus for this draft. What? The least talked about storyline of the draft is that Rubio may stay in Spain for a year or two, which won't please Minnesota fans. Estive Rubio, Ricky's father. With this pick, it's possible Ricky plays a year or two more in Europe. I love how Ricky Rubio was thinking he's hot shit who could dictate where he played. Uh, and then he goes on to say, but he's still a tremendous value at fifth. And Flynn and Ellington are very solid picks. Flynn was out of the league in a couple years. Trading Randy Foy is part of this grade, but it was a very good draft. The Magic. Uh, uh, this is a bleach report on the Magic's draft. Um, I'm very pleased. Well, oh, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. This is Bleach Report talking about Sacramento. I'm very pleased with what Sacramento did. Again, many thought Rubio here, maybe even Stephen Curry, talking about drafting Tyreek Evans. Mm. But the Kings desperately needed a point guard. We all know Rubio could be magic. Dare I say, the next magic. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a dare. <laughs> right, right. 
So what do you think, man? If you have one player from this class uh, that you think is going to kind of be a stud going forward, who do you think it's going to be? Of the rookies? Yeah. Uh, mm, who we got again? Trey Young. We got Luka. Uh, I really like uh, Wendell Carter. You like Wendell Carter, huh? Yeah, man. He looks great. Top five was our DeAndre Ayton to the Suns, Bagley to the Kings. My fellow Indian Vivek is insane. Dontich to the Mavericks. Jaron Jackson to the Grizzlies. Trey Young to the Hawks, man. It's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, these guys like DeAndre Ayton, these centers who can shoot threes, if they fulfill their potential, they're going to change the NBA. Oh, yeah. I think the best basketball player of all time is going to be an absolutely terribly athletic center monster defensive beast who also shoots a three like Steph Curry. That player is coming. But it's none of these guys. First. Maybe it's not. No, maybe it's not. They don't maybe, have the maybe, bodies for that. Maybe that guy is five years away. Maybe he's ten years away. But yeah. some maybe it's coming. Giannis. No. If he gets a three. If he gets a three. It could, it could be Aiden. It could be Aiden. But anyways, um, yeah, let's call it right there, guys. Thank you so much play, for play listening. Out, play out with the Blackhawk sign. I, I emailed it to you. Blackhawk sign? Well, they have the... Um, I'll give you a choice. We can do the Blackhawk song next time. Either that or Norm at the ESPYs. Everyone's in their monkey suits, I think, at the Kodak Theater for the ESPYs right now. Oh. Have you ever heard Norm at the ESPYs? No. Oh, it is legendary. Let's play. This is this is one of my favorite hosting fucking gigs ever. To me, it is the greatest example. All these gigs, the Oscars, Emmys, whatever, they're all bullshit. It's, like, so hard to be funny. Like, Ricky Gervais was funny at the Golden Globes or whatever. But this is the only time I've ever truly been impressed. It was Norm MacDonald just going straight ham at the ESPYs in 98. We'll play you out on this, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow us on at Fanatics Pod. Well, thank you very much. I'm Instagram very excited to be here. Enjoy. You know, and I was Hello. asked to uh, host the ESPYs this year. Yeah, hi, that's my name, Esma. <laughs> when I was asked to host the ESPYs this year, folks, I said yes immediately for one reason and one reason only. Uh, this show has interns. <laughs> <laughs> this is 98, so it's the Clinton jokes. Yeah. relations backstage a little later <laughs> but man it's great to be here at the sixth annual ESPY awards hard to believe huh, that the ESPYs are six years old although uh, <laughs> although Anthony Mason swears they're 18 so. <laughs> Anthony Mason is an underage issue that's yeah, so ham dude sex with the ESPYs in about 12 <laughs> years so <laughs> I was a little late here tonight. I took a cab to the theater, folks. And I don't know if you've ever been in these New York City cabs, but uh, I got one of those cabbies, couldn't speak English, you know. Saw his name there on the, on the dash. I couldn't even pronounce it. I think it was something like uh, Hideki Arabu. I'm like that. <laughs> Arabu's been having some trouble, man. They fired his uh, translator. Steinbrenner fired his translator. And people say, see that as cruel, you know, but I don't know, you know, I mean, if you're not doing well in Yankee Stadium, you know, do you really need a translator? Do you want that? You know? <laughs> you know? Hey, what'd they say? They say you suck. <laughs> you should go back to Japan, you dirty foreigner. Okay, I got it. I'm trying to pitch over here. It's great to be here on ESPN. I love sports, man. I got, man, you can see sports on ESPN, you don't see on other other networks, you know, like kickboxing. That's my favorite sport. Kickboxing is great. When you think about it, it combines the style and grace of boxing with, uh, with kicking. 
was down at number two. Just backstage, a lot of celebrities back there. I mean, I was talking to Jerry Jones, another you know, Cowboys owner, and uh, he's disappointed, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a good guy, though, man. He's, he's talking about rebuilding the team, you know? And he told me, he says, we have to get back to what made us a championship team. Strippers and crack. <laughs> About this, Ted Turner and NBC plan to start their own rival football league to compete with the NFL. And uh, not much known about the specifics of this new league, except for this, uh, it will suck. <laughs> they know the that. XFL now. Yeah. So they might have trouble, you know, getting advertisers when we know it will suck. And of course, congratulations to the Denver Broncos for winning the Super Bowl. How about Oh, it looks like such a douche nozzle. Yeah. It's a fucking like, horse tooth. It doesn't have enough lip to cover all that yeah. tooth. You know? Denver did great. He needs more lip. Terrell Davis has braces. I love the Denver fans, you know, because for one thing, they don't wear food on their heads. That's nice. And they had a wild celebration in Denver after that Super Bowl, man. And now city officials expect an even wilder celebration uh, if the Nuggets win 10 games this year. They say they're gonna... <laughs> they say the whole city's gonna go nuts. Yeah, the Nuggets are having a bad year this year, man. Matter of fact, they're making a film about the team. They got a pretty catchy title. It's uh, Black Men Can't Jump Either. <laughs> <laughs> weekend over. That was exciting, man. The East beat the West. Jeff Hornacek won the three-point shootout. Houston's uh, Clyde Drexler and Cynthia Cooper won that exciting two-ball thing. And Charles Barkley won the throw-a-guy-through-a-plate-glass-window contest. So that was... That was quite a game, you know. I mean, you know who impressed me the most yesterday was Kobe Bryant. Unbelievable. Kobe's so old, man. Yeah. Guys, amazing. 19 years oh, old, good. the oh youngest starter ever in the All-Star game, so and he plays so well that today he was uh, named spokesman for NBC's new public service campaign called uh, Screw It, Who Needs College? <laughs> of course, the biggest story in basketball, no question about it, Michael Jordan may retire. Michael Jordan may retire after this season, and it's terrible news for Bull fans, you know. But it is terrific news for golf hustlers. <laughs> <laughs> They're happy about it. You know it. what I mean? You know what a joke's so good and Jordan's brutal, like serious, the audience though, just like, leaving, you know. <laughs> they just, fact, yeah, dude, that's amazing. Make sure Especially when it's not dirty. It's not. To make someone do that just from a clean joke of golf hustlers. And not his baseball nickname, Senior Crappy. <laughs> That would just be disrespectful, you know? <laughs> well, how about them Winter Olympics? They're finally underway, so we've got a lot of great stuff to look forward to in the next two weeks, like uh, hockey and, uh, well, just hockey, really. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was watching last night, I saw speed, uh, speed skating, and uh, my goodness, you know, could the outfits they wear be any tighter? Holy Lord. There was an East German woman, I swear, you could see the outline of her entire penis. It was... <laughs> sports celebrities in the audience tonight. I see Tiger Wood right there. Tiger Woods, how about that, huh? Yeah, yeah he's up for golf, of course. He's up for golfer of the year, uh, this, uh, this SPs. And you know who I feel sorry for, uh, folks, is the other two guys nominated for golfer of the year. <laughs> Real quick, let me play you something from Tiger. We have the British Open coming up, right? Tiger thinks that it's his best chance. Uh, his best chance to win is going to be on a course like this because it's a Lynx course. He won't have to hit it as long. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's going to be really kind of interesting to see if he can pull it off. I mean, Tom Kite was 59, and he almost won the British Open. So I think he has a legit opportunity but I just want to play. This is Tiger talking to a whole bunch of people. This is the Tiger I want to see. You remember this, Tiger, Aaron? Listen. I can't control you. The only thing I can control is me. Now, if I do this more efficiently than you, if you get intimidated, that's your own fucking issue. <laughs> so so much more that. confidence back then. <laughs> so much more cl clear and focused. Uh, this is to a week ago. You oh, really? I mean? Yeah. He says, if you get intimidated by me, that's your own fucking issue. Oh, Where is that tiger, baby? He needs to come back, man. Yeah, man. Anyways, Aaron Weaver, follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Here's Norm playing it out. Love you guys. You see these guys getting ready? And I was like, hey, honey, have you seen my tuxedo? No, no, not the good one. The one I wear when I'm going to get my ass kicked. Have you seen that one? <laughs> Boomer Esiason is with us. Boomer. How you doing, buddy? Boomer, of course, will replace Frank Gifford on Monday Night Football uh, next season. And uh, Frank, uh, Frank told reporters that this will allow him to spend more time with his wife and children. Then he broke down and cried for 45 minutes. So... <laughs> Charles Woodson. How about that? Oh, what a season he had. Great, man. He, he became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next week. Folks, before we can begin handing out our awards tonight, we must... Oh, yeah.